Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. finally happened everyone after weeks nay months of speculation that this was reportedly in the works kathy kelly has made it onto the thumbnail of a wrestle talk podcast episode i've never been happier i've never i was just checking myself out over there i kind of ruined your intro by being like oh my god but i need to look good because kathy's in the thumbnail and in case she clicks it I can't, you know, because she's going to be there scrolling the Instagram. Oh, that's me. That's me. I'm I'm, not. I'm there. Let's watch that live stream. They're probably. I'm the lead topic of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I know. Change. Been hustling for it for several months because underneath her in this segment was JD Madonna cutting a promo. Yeah. But who's that up there in the rafters? It's not the wall, brother. It's in fact Sting. No, it's not Sting either. It's, it's Fing. It's Fing. It's Finn Balor was watching high above in the rafters. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by the Professor Dan Layton. The truth. The truth, Dan Layton. Thank you. Uh, P- well, we can't even do PhDAD now. Because- well... I can hover between the two gimmicks like Big Time Bex. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, 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 very much. Depends on whether I'm feeling a bit healy that day. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good mood today, so you can have the professor. Is that because Kathy's on the thumbnail? Mainly. Yes. Well, welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast channel. We are reviewing Monday Night Raw. If this is your first time here, press that subscribe button. Give us an old thumbs up as well. And leave your comment down below about what you thought of this episode of Raw. And if you're watching live, get in your ultra chat to rustalk.com forward slash support where we read out all of them above the five us dollars and hey if you're in the mood to click links why don't you click the link and get tickets to our watch party for night of champions i thought we were both gonna do some thank you yeah there it is we're doing a watch along party for night of champions at the long arm pub and brewery in trendy short Mm, trendy is most trendy of trendies it is it's an excellent we are taking over the entire pub it is going to be ours and ours alone Ooh. for basically the whole day uh i would like to promote that quizzlemania is taking place but that is sold out but there are tickets Yikes. available still for our night of champions party and if clash of the castle is anything to go by last year this is going to be the way to watch it was show. one of my highlights of last year like it, it, it's it's i mean wrestling is a communal thing anyway we all learned that the hard way during the pandemic but um watching it uh, especially that show with some real, like you know, Dom and and Ray, all of that great nonsense, and uh, the the Drew 
potentially being oh, Roman stuff. I know. It was so much fun doing it in a group full of people. We had someone during the um the stream the other day say that they're, they're coming on their own. But I really do feel like the second you walk in, you ain't on your own. It's no. gonna be a, it's gonna be wild. Exactly. Someone actually left a comment on the uh the, the rest talk community post we did about the yesterday being yeah. like, do you welcome people on their own? It's like, of course we do. Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not we're not like a swingers club <laughs> where <laughs> to come as part of a couple. Gotta bring a mate. No, no, you come come, you'll you'll make friends by the end of it. Oh, absolutely. You, yeah. And some of these you'll be friends with forever. Like we're gonna have an after party afterwards. It's gonna be a great time. And it's a big summer coming up, so you might it's just not the only time we'll be hanging out, probably, let's be honest. Well, it's I mean, hey, you might be coming alone for this one, but who knows what might happen. At another possible live event. The only way you'll find out details about that is by coming to our Night of Champions party, or at least waiting until that is finished and we'll announce it live on air. Anyway, <laughs> that is that for now. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit more a little bit later mm -hmm. on. So I think there were quite a few big talking points from this episode. It was an interesting one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like, you know, a lot of it was focused around Judgment Day. Yeah. Very much around Imperium. Mm. Like Imperium were all over this show. Yeah. And the pair of those teams going after Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and those tag titles. Mm. There's the bloodline sort of floating in the yeah. ether above Never them quite safe. because they've got the tag title match at Night of Champions. On top of that, you had a new number one contender crowned for the Intercontinental Championship, mm. which is going to tie slightly tie into what we're going to be talking about today. And the return of Ronda Rousey yep. on this show, who immediately fell over. <laughs> there were so many things she could have done, and instead she chose a thing that would make her fall over. I thought she'd done a drop kick. It, it wasn't in. Well, she, but maybe she did. I. She came in. She you, did a drop kick. you tell Ronda Rousey she didn't do a drop she kick. She did a drop. I thought she'd done a drop kick, and I was like, that is a bold ass move to be coming in and doing a drop kick on the ramp. No, it turns out she did a kick and fell on a keister. <laughs> but I kind of want to talk about this because one of the things that. You know, we get this a lot with fantasy booking. Um, you know, when people message us in with like, you know, suggestions, this mm. and the other, it's always adding two groups. Yeah. So, like, when the hurt business were around, we were looking at it, it's like, who, who else would you, you? Who else would you add with the bloodlines? How do you get Naomi into the group? Right. How do you get yeah. like Jacob Fatu into the group? Yeah. Like, fantasy book adding more people into the group because what no one learned from the NWO is too many too members <laughs> yeah. is, is never a good thing. But that's what people like are the fun of that, and I like the fun of it as well. It's like, oh, who else would fit into this? Mm. Um, people have had it with groups in NXT as well, or even Hit Row. And here with Judgment Day, we have had this. Mm. You know, people were like, could this person join Judgment Day? Because Judgment Day was all about the sort of group of losers getting together and sort of all, like, all oh. based around a sort of vaguely sort of misery guts gothic theme at the beginning. Exactly, yeah. And sort of like, you know, they were losers, but they now are bolstering each other up. And yeah. now because of that, they've got the SmackDown Women's Champion yeah. a part of their group and Damien Priest, who's like an absolute dominant force and right now. And the biggest heel in the company, and Dominic the, Mysterio. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like it is, a, it is a group that is genuinely actually making stars mm. which is what it wasn't doing when edge was involved but mm. now it is actually like physically making stars and there was a report that they were going to be adding a new member mm. to that group in recent nxt call-up jd madonna judgment day what did i say judgment ah oh, judgment day i didn't even the clues were there from the beginning i thought the clue <laughs> might be because a lot of people seem to think he looks like budget finn balor <laughs> <laughs> i mean Yes and yes. Yeah. yeah, the Irish in it, the Irish of it all. Sean Ross Kevin Sapp Patrick's said, gonna be a part of it soon. Yeah, Sean Ross Sapp said he looks like Finn Balor with a massive head. Yeah, <laughs> like one of those little like like the little football figures you used with to get in the Oh, the one that came in a big the 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 ball of chocolate. Yes, and yeah, you, yeah, like, yeah. they were like this sort of like stick oh, body no, I know. and yeah, the yeah, massive yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, for, like, yeah. I had them for like, all uh, of the the World Cup '98. Actually, uh, yeah, I had the Euro World Cup and the Euro '96 ones as well. I had an Alan Shearer there. Lovely, lovely little Alan Shearer. Lovely, it's a great shirt. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. So. Judgment Day, you know, possibly going to add JD Madonna into this, mm -hmm. and I actually thought that he might have been 
on this episode. I thought they were giving so many like red herrings that he was mm. leaving the building and he right. had like a video package later on. But there was a lot about JD in this show. He was part of the Battle Royal. Uh, he was one of four NXT call-up slash debuts mm-hmm. that were in this Battle Royal. Um, he didn't get an entrance, but he did get a an elimination spot. And then he got a post-elimination spot. And then he got a post-elimination spot because he was eliminated by Dolph Ziggler because he's an NXT call-up. Ergo, he must feud with Dolph Ziggler first. And he attacked Dolph at ringside. And then later on, he was interviewed by Kathy Kelly. Mm-hmm. And then he got a video package even later on. So there was a lot of... I like the video package came before then. Oh, the video package came before... the video package came before he left. Oh. Oh, I'm it? thinking I'm thinking of Apollo the, the Apollo Cruise one Apollo that came Cruise later. Right at the end. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about that is... I mean, I, we'll get onto that at some point later on, but I thought that the Battle Royal was, was a very effective piece of booking overall. But um, what was really interesting with, with, with JD McDonough is instantly... We, we, if you don't watch the NSC product, and I don't watch the NSC product weekly, but I do watch the big shows. We saw Stan and Deliver recently where he was involved in that. Um, was it five-way match for the North American title? Yeah, very good. Fun. showing in that, very good match. Uh, so I was like, oh, interesting what we're going to do with this situation. And then um, to, to to be presented in such a, a, a way through the show, like threaded throughout the show, regardless of being eliminated from Battle Royal or whatever... That tells me as an audience member, this is someone that I should be paying attention to. Absolutely. Um, and I was like, I was a very Sean O'Hare promo and the, the white doing a lot of this business. Um, and I was like, curious. Okay, that's fun. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll see more of that next week. So then when we get a further interview segment, I didn't even notice Finn Balor. This was, a, you broke this news to me seconds ago before we went there. <laughs> you said, Finn Balor was there what's at our lead turn? And I was yeah. like, oh, it's the uh, it's JD Madonna joining Judgment Day. Like, oh, is that a report? And I was like, yeah, no, Finn was there. I didn't spot Finn. I didn't spot Finn at all. Because I was so I was I was intrigued. I mean, Kathy Kelly was there. I was more focused on her. But I was intrigued by the promo. I was excited by the idea of this person being given a character, being given something to take seriously straight away, but not being shoved right to the top, not being shoved to the bottom, somewhere in the mid-card. Um, and yeah, the idea of of adding someone like that to Judgment Day, who are a faction of people who um, exist individually. Like, it's not just that they're one big team, like the LWO feels like one big team. These are individual people, right? It's like, you know, who who build together to form the Judgment Day. Damien Priest has his moments alone. Dominic has his own stories. Finn has his own stories. It's like, if they were to win the Tag Team Championships, who it would be the most freebird rule ever. Even the New Day felt like more of a unit than, than the Judgment Day do. So that's what I think the, the unique selling point of adding someone to the Judgment Day is that makes it separate from all of the other ones that you, you talked about, people adding to various things, is because it's a, it's, a, it's a strong alliance, but it's loose in terms of keeping them all separate as well. The idea as well, because like, you mentioned there that the Judgment Day have got their own sort of like separate storylines often. Oh. Like, you know, Dom had his storyline with Ray. Rhea had yeah. her storyline uh, with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finn had his own storyline with Edge. Priest had his own storyline with Damian Priest. Well, I like these, this idea that JD is going to come into this group, but just as a Balor storyline. Right. So it's like he becomes like a student of Balor. Mm. And it's like, so uh, like him and Balor can do some tag matches together. So he is part of the group, mm. but it, it's really, it's a Finn storyline. I mean, you can spend that off down the line into a Finn and JD feud. Like, yeah. you know, like what those two working together. And you can sort of, when you do things like that, you incorporate, I, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago with the brand split. When you have people like, for instance, Indy Hartwell, who 
you know has been on the, the in the development for a long time there's only so much you can learn in development there's only so much you can hone in development bringing you up to the main roster and putting you in a tag team or putting you in a tag division or or, or inserting you into other storylines it's a really effective way of giving you the next phase in your evolution and your learning i mean we saw it with even on a minute level batista with devon dudley decon batista but then when we see them in in evolution that was the making of randy orton and batista in a big way so to put jd mcdonough with finn balor any other things you want to hone any other things you want to tune up i think he's main roster ready anyway but you know it, it just adds an extra level of of build to your character builds to your experience not at the cost of needing you to be in matches week in week out losing winning you know whatever it allows you to just be part of a storyline rather than flounder which is yeah. quite a nice thing and there's no like guarantee that he's going to be part of this group no. either. this could no. be like finn is trying to recruit him but jd turns them down and that just spins off into a mm. finn and jd feud i think there's yeah. probably more mileage in putting him in the group for a little bit is it because they were really setting up judgment day as the next challenges for the tag titles mm. on this show which I think kind of makes a little bit of Night Champions a bit redundant. I've got I've got some more thoughts on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit later on. But they were really kind of pushing, hey, Judgment Day, like they pinned the tag champs on the mm. show. Judgment Day are going to be ta- challenging for these tag titles post Night of Champions. Mm-hmm. Like that is going to be the feud on Raw. So if it is Finn and JD, like mm. with Damien supporting them, with Dominic Mysterio supporting them, I think that's a really fun thing. Like even if it's then two teams of Judgment Day that are going after Owens and Zayn, where it's like. Finn and JD and Damien and Dom. Yeah. Like two two groups, two tag teams from the same group going after the tag championships. Do you remember what I called the Judgment Day when I first started co-hosting with you? I drew the nickname we came up for them. Spooky Jobbers. Oh, the Spooky Jobbers. Well, yeah. Spooky Jobbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just sort of there doing nothing. Well, they were a joke. Exactly. So the way that they've turned it around is so impressive. Like, Damien Priest is not just... Uh, a part of the faction now all the reports state damien priest is a massive uh got massive fans backstage like they love him they think he's great they think the way he carried bad bunny to a really impressive showing safely but spectacularly um they're behind them you know finn was right there in the finals of that raw bracket in the world heavyweight championship tournament they know he's a safe pair of hands Rhea with the SmackDown Women's Championship, they're they're they're, keep, they're keeping to develop Dom. You know they've removed two, two yeah. weeks in a row. He's been on TV and getting wins. Exactly. So it's a really like wild uh, flip, like a what wild a difference. Turn. Yeah, I think Judgment Day are the biggest win under the Triple H era. Hugely. Uh, like yeah. I think you could probably point to the Judgment uh, to Bloodline, but mm. that has had its rocky moments. It in also the past and- Bloodline also feels separate to everything else. Like yeah. it, it's almost like it's almost like I don't know how much credit I can give triple h for that because it was it was it feels maybe that's a the pieces were already in place yeah before, and paul heyman was involved and, yeah. and, and, and like you know it gets the green light from triple h as a creative but you know it, it, it judgment day feels like the thing i can give yeah I'll, I'll take a box for triple h there well done yeah i think judgment day and actually it's imperium as well yeah uh, like a, a really big the, the i have my um, of imperium i think it's been really really strong i had my question marks last week we, we just talked about it. i didn't like the fact that they lost um yeah. and I'm, a ner- I'm nervous that they'll lose again next week but we you know we'll, we'll get into that but no I, I think i think you could do far worse for jd madonna than putting him with the biggest like they said, they they opened the show and they said, "We are the people who run Monday Night Raw." Yeah, well, no, do I, think, a lot I, th- worse. I think you'll find Jinder Mahal said, "Inda sure run Monday Night Raw." Yeah, and Adam Pearce isn't. So I want to know who <laughs> is who, who has got the book. But point being, they are the biggest heel faction on on the flagship show. Um, 
because Bloodline are technically on SmackDown. So, so you can do a lot worse for JD McDonough. Than I was going to say, so for you, JD in the group, thumbs up? Yeah, big, big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. I think, it's, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a really interesting idea. There's a lot you can do with it. Um, and, I, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it shakes out. It's a thumbs up for me as well, because we've had a year now of this four lineup. Mm. I mean, not so much Dom, because Dom sort of joined in the summer, yeah. but very much like the establishing of Finn and Rhea and, and Damien, because Damien was the first to go, and then it was Rhea and then Finn. Mm. So we're kind of like... We're reaching, I, I think we've reached sort of as far as we can go as them as a foursome. So yeah. adding another person into there actually now just opens up the possibilities of telling future things. That's the best way of putting it, because I was about to say, I'm not bored of them yet. No, like I'm not. I'm, I, I think they have pretty much run this. This is about what we've done. What can we do next? Oh, bringing someone else in. Yeah, cool. And then, like you said, like, I, I love the idea of a Finn and JD tag team within it. And Priest maybe going into a program with Gunther at some point in the future. Rhea and Dominic can continue doing their thing. It's 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 great. I think it's a really smart idea. They're such a good group, oh. and, and yeah, I think I think this is a really strong thing. And I like the fact that they had this as you know. I I think there are some people who will very much make fun of the the the, the Triple H quote unquote subtle Easter eggs, which right. is just like that if if you see them, it's like okay, well that's the direction that mm. we're going. And kind of like last week with uh, the way saying like he's coming back soon, yes. like without explicitly saying champion, you're telling the audience. It is Champa. But we without were... without telling your audience, you are telling them that Finn is scouting JD to join mm. the group. It was a bit, but this is the thing. I think literally the example I did last week was was when Ambrose came back and, and Seth Rollins killed the pop by saying, I've got a lunatic in my corner. And then it's like, okay, great. We're already cheering. So the big pop is over. But I like a little sort of Easter egg. I, and sometimes they're, they're more subtle than others. Uh, I liked, I spotted um, Heyman talking to Judgment Day mm. uh, in the back of a, a, a segment Oh, I missed that Did one. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote it down, uh, but the, he was there talking in the back of them. Um, stuff like that is really fun. Sometimes it can be a bit like, you know, is this going anywhere? Because we saw a lot of the Hurt Business having conversations and then that never really went anywhere. But I, I mean, I like that. I, I like if you, the production of WWE is very WWE. It's very mm. fourth wall, very invisible camera. Nobody watches television. If you, if that's how you're going to, and they, they actually, I, wa I want to give them credit. By the way, I think this episode of Raw was was quite good. Hmm. Um, so that's that's the energy I'm bringing to the review today, anyway. But when they when they do do little stuff like this, when they do play with the form and they and they lean into what they do, and they and they give us some stuff to to chat about, some things to pay attention to, to keep you watching. We always said this with the Bray Wyatt stuff as well. It's, it's designed to make you think anything can happen. Designed to make you think I want to pay attention. I'm looking for all the stuff that's going on. I'm, I'm listening out. They're doing things to try and keep our attention, and I think that's, you know, fair play. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A 
Well, let us know what you thought of this in the Ultra Chat and in the comments down below. Uh, I've got a little note here too. Please remember to plug Knight of Champions Watch Along. So there's your plug, Knight of Champions Watch Along. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll do more on that in a second. Charles Berg says, Finn's little bro is going to join Judgment Day. Nice. Also, Von Wagner threw out his younger brother, Dolph, at the Battle Royal, showing less emotion than a caveman in ice. Give us Wagner versus Amos. Also, liked Otis immediately saying no when Ali offered advice. That did make me laugh. Um, Wagner versus Omos, they're both uh, free agents. So what show did that take place on exactly? Main event? Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll talk about this a bit more when we get to the Battle Royal, but JD got way more out of that Battle Royal than the other NXT call-ups did. Big time. Uh, Yorkmaster53 says, Why do I hate the idea of JD joining the group? The group is surprisingly goofy in the best of ways. Plus, they already have their serious guy with Priest. Anyway, Dom and Rhea are so cute together that I tend to forget that they are they have shoot significant <laughs> No, I mean, it was the same with China and Eddie. Like, I mean, it's an obvious parallel, but... I, I just finished the, the run in the 2000s rule with, with Mamacita and there was such genuine chemistry with um, mm. uh, Eddie and China that it was it was kind of hard. No wonder when China passed, people like at least she gets to go be with Eddie now because it did look like they were pretty legit. Like not they, they weren't. I think they just loved working together and Eddie has chemistry with everybody. But it was such a a, a, a fantastic set of chemistry and we're seeing that replicate in, in Dom and Rio, which is pretty cool. I you are, you are right. J.D. McDonough was given a very um serious yeah uh there uh, is i hadn't considered that but like his yeah. you, you mentioned you compared him to sean o'hare's like a sean o'hare was a lot funnier yeah like yeah. there was sort of like but like yeah when he was in that sort of like that that gimmick he had for about two weeks before he then got i'm not telling you the thing you already know or whatever yeah. it was yeah it is it was a very serious promo yeah and yeah judgment day are quite inherently a goofy act yeah they are they are kind of cool losers is the thing However, yeah. when they need to, they can turn it. They on. can turn it on. Finn can turn it on. We saw with Damien Priest and, and Bad Bunny. What I'm, I'd be scared of Damien Priest in a dark alley in a, in a street fight. You know, they they can if they want to turn it on. And the idea of them having muscle in a way, like you know, DX were kind of silly, but they had China. China again. This is a China stream now, but like she was sort of saying, they're very mm. serious. Rick Rude in the beginning was also very serious. You can have a blend of serious and and uh, and goofy. Um, interesting it's just it should point. be interesting uh, kevin here says when Heyman shook gunther's hand we saw that he had a visitor's pass so i guess that's how natalia can be on, on smackdown and raw <laughs> why is the brand split also dan have you seen raw talk i bet you could be candice Lorraine in that moment yeah i haven't seen raw talk yet but uh, uh there was a kathy kelly's new profile picture is johnny gargano holding a microphone and then i saw i don't use twitter that much but i saw her uh tweet something about raw talk with the way and i was like oh i should watch that and then we came down so i didn't watch it in time but uh, i i'm now curious to find out what exactly went down with candace Lorray. also um i respect her from a distance i want to keep saying this i've accidentally <laughs> memed myself into potential lawsuit territory here like look she, she's top of my list of five okay of celebrities that i can you know um caught outside of my relationship however um i don't plan on it and i certainly am not like following it every time i'm tagged right every time she posts a thirst trap i don't oh they trap me don't get me wrong but every time she posts one someone tags me in it like or like 12 people will tag me in it and i'm terrified she's she knows who i am as a result she's seen my name enough times to go oh god this guy oh, that guy again. i don't want to be that guy <laughs> like no what if what if what if i get some sort of press situation at money in the bank and i have to say she's hi like, and she's like dan why do i recognize that name you don't 
<laughs> you don't, Kathy. I will have had my hair done by then, though, so I'll look great. Uh, we'll have this last one here from BM Whitehouse76, who says, if we get Mr. Frawley that was killing it on 205 Live in his match with Gunther, that match is going to hump. Also, Luke, you should listen to Meatloaf's cover. If it's all coming back to me now during the My GM, it's oh, only on YouTube, but you will you love it. absolutely should. What a banger that is. And it's in a key that I can sing along to, because I can't hit the Celine Dion notes, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, I think you'll love it. Well, do you know what notes I can hit? Go. Party notes, which is what we're doing for Night of Champions. That was if, a Kevin Patrick segue. Thank you very much. Uh, what a compliment. It wasn't. If you are, <laughs> if you've got plans to watch Night of Champions, but you're going to be doing it alone, or even actually if you're going to be doing it with friends and you can easily get to London, why not come and watch it with us? I'm going to be there. Dan's going to be there. Adam Sullivan, Oliver Davis. Brian Children. Brian Children will likely be there if we can get him out of his hole. He oh, if he's, if he's not on the run that day, he'll be there. Tempest, Andy Datsun, we will all be in attendance. We're all going to be watching Night of Champions together at the Long Arm Pub and Brewery in Shoreditch. Uh, we are taking over the pub. The beers are even named after us. Have we got, we've got some ideas now? I've got a list of, of names for, for the beers. Do you want to give us one as a, as a tease? No. Um, so you, you, you'll have to come down and find out for yourself. It's in a document that's not open. Okay, um, fair. So yeah, it's going to be a really great night. Tickets are £20, uh, so click the link in the video description down below. Quizzlemania is sold out, but that means tickets are available for Night of Champions. Not only will we be watching this show and we'll be doing live reactions to the mm -hmm. show as well, we'll be having an after party. So you just get to hang yeah. out with us afterwards. Like, that's what happened with Clash of the Castle. Like, we, we watched stayed. the show and then we were just there for hours on The end. crowd was... So Clash of the Castle, I haven't watched it back. I don't know if Clash of the Castle was as good a show as I remember because for me, the, <laughs> the bigger part of it was just being in the room with everybody and all of the, all of the reactions and, and it was just was so much fun. Yeah, it was, it was so night. worth every second. So uh, click, your, click the link in the video description. They were like... Yeah. Try that again. Put yeah, the teeth yeah, back in. Ready. Click that link in the video description down below and get your ticket to come and watch Night of Champions with us. And we're going to be talking a lot about Night of Champions mm. on this show. That we are. Kevin and Sami Zayn opened this episode of Raw and they're <laughs> like... Their promo was essentially, hey, we thought we were done with the Bloodline storyline, but apparently we're not. Mm. So um, I guess we're doing that again. And then Finn said the exact same thing of like, being like I'm kind of confused here. I thought you were finished. And it's you like, you and us, Finn. You literally said last week, yeah. you're done with this storyline. Um, I thought this promo from Sammy was absolute fire. I loved every second of it. There was there was a real energy Great. to it. I'd actually just written down um, I'm, I miss opening titles on the show because we always talk about how they try and fill three hours but they could kill at least five minutes of that with a quick recap segment, a cold open and a title sequence to get the crowd going. And I was like, yeah I, I miss kind of like the energy of like, welcome to Raw like, I just want to be loved, all that stuff. Um, and then Sammy comes out and drops a promo that makes me go, oh I, I'm set up and ready to go, let's do this. Particularly then when Judgment Day come out, mm. so I'm like, oh this is good. This yeah. is tasty. It was spicy. Yeah. Um, also, did you spot the line where Sammy said, like, um, no one's more surprised than we are that we're defending these titles the Night of Champions? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Weird that a bit of, a, a small bit of diplomacy was all it needed to get Sammy Zayn to Saudi Arabia. Like, Sean was even saying this on the, the Fightful Post show, uh, yeah. saying that, like, yep, I honestly would not be surprised if Kevin and Sammy found out on Friday when we Genuinely. all did yeah, with the rest that of us. they were going to be defending the tag belts yeah. at Night of Champions. Because I didn't believe it. 
I, did, I thought, okay, well, no. how are we getting the titles off them? Because we, we'd been talking about this. They don't have to defend it at Night of Champions. But then suddenly they gave us the match. And then it was, it was oh, this is how I find out that Saudi Arabia and Syria have... have uh, are, are okay now. Yeah. like, like uh, The tensions have eased, it's so like, they're allowed to be on the show. WWE and uh, the Twitter account Liza Minnelli Outlives are the two ways I find out most news. <laughs> so, like, Liza Minnelli outlived su- such and such story, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh. sorry. My apologies. I'll, I'll mute my laptop, I think. Um, see, so yeah, the bloodline, uh, sorry, the bloodline didn't come out. Judgment Day came out. And Owens basically just went, I don't care about the bloodline. I want to fight these guys. Yeah. And Sammy was like, whoa, 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 like, we don't know if if they want to fight. They might just want to come out here and chat with us. Let's let's see what they want to say. Damien Priest says, no, actually, I want to fight. Yeah. And Kevin Owens just shouts, I knew it! Kev- Kevin Owens was giving Scrappy Doo all day this this particular show. Uh, so I uh, I really, really enjoyed this, and it set up a match for later in the show between mm-hmm. the two teams. Rhea was so hugely over. Massively. And I wrote down, this is what happens when you go in at a 10. Even Sammy made a joke about because Kevin was really high. It was like, I-, I was quite fiery in my promo, so maybe I've like hyped you up a little bit. But truthfully, if you don't go in and give us a slow, meandering promo, you can bring the crowd with you and give us that energy right off the bat. And look what happens, you know. Yeah. There was definitely, I think there was definitely a moment of helping with the booze at one point. Oh yeah, Sami Zayn was like, hey Dom, I'd love to hear you yeah. talk. But every time you do, the crowd boos so loudly, I can't even hear you. But when they respond like that, and, I, and then I was watching, the, it was a packed arena. The crowd were, were f- to the rafters. Much like every show that WWE has done for the past few months, like the biggest show they've ever done in the area. Yeah, and, and, it, and it, so if you get the crowd on side early, they can sort of sustain you. Uh, our opening contest was Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz, as was advertised last week. This was a really good crowd as well. Like yep. They were fired up for this. And this was a decent little TV match. Uh, Miz uh, tried to cheat by poking the eyes uh, and then hit the skull-crushing finale, but uh, Nakamura got his foot on the ropes, then mm. hit the Kinshasa for the win. I found it a little bit... Um... Fine. I wrote, loved that sliding German, but I can't remember where where that was. It was it was in the match. It is, it is that Nakamura. Spot. Yeah. Like as I thought, this was a decent little TV match. Yeah. It was not great. It wasn't bad. Yeah. But it the was job. there. It it did the job. It gave yeah. Nakamura a win because that is the role of the Miz and the role <laughs> of Dolph Ziggler is to give welcome. Stu- Here's a win. Yeah. Exactly. Here you you come back. Have a couple of wins on TV. Uh, we got a recap of the women's tag titles on SmackDown, and they also showed that Alba Fire and uh, Isla Dawn were mm-hmm. watching the Isla NXT. Dawn. Yes, Isla Dawn, Michael Cole called her uh, the NXT women's tag champions. So I wonder if we are going to get a um, fusing the belts. Basically, I feel like it makes sense. I just don't see why in the you know, I mean, I, I do see why you'd have a, a tag titles in your uh, development division, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, yeah. they've taken all the tag teams away. So what are they going to do? Just move ever so slightly. I... You're just slightly, slightly off shots there. I don't want to be centre of attention all the time. Just, just because I'm suddenly caught out of the circle. I was like, that's almost sliding out of frame. We can't be having that. I also love that the uh, the camera's just sort of peeking out slightly from behind, <laughs> like quite shyly. We have our TV here if you, if you can't. Well, yeah. Which obviously you can't we, see. Yeah. It's how we do like um, Monday Night War and we record uh, Worst Match Ever. The last episode of which of uh, this season went up yesterday. So go and check that out. You're welcome for that. Um, where we watched uh, Shelly Martinez versus Rebel from oh, uh, TNA. It's the, the, the match where Shelly Martinez shouts out loud, my badge. <laughs> <laughs> my vag, my hole. She That's said, the she goes, my vag, and then goes, my vag! <laughs> and then the referee's like, sorry? Oh, and, she said, and she said, shouts out loud, I said my vagina hurts. <laughs> 
and I, I theorize, I was a shoot brother. Oh, probably. Because that, otherwise, that's a choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of tag teams, Pierce was backstage with Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville. I love Chelsea Green I so do much. They're just such good character work. I think it's such a good pairing. I think they really work well together. Uh, it turns out that Liv Morgan got injured yeah. on that uh, SmackDown match where they uh, defended the tag team titles. So we didn't get our women's tag team title match that we were supposed to get on this episode of Raw. Uh, Green and Deville complained about the goal, coast, uh, goal post being moved. Mm-hmm. So instead, Raquel just challenged Green to a match and that was made for later on. Yeah. The decent, did the job. Yeah, absolutely. Well done. Uh, Gunda was walking backstage, and this was hilarious. Uh, Akira Tazawa walks up, saws Gunda, and then left. He just noped out of the screen. He's like, yeah. no, I'm actually all right. Thanks very much. Good. I think this might have been the segment where. Um... No, it wasn't. Carry on. Uh, we then got a sit down interview with Corey Graves and Seth Rollins. Yes. We got two of these on the show, so we'll, we'll cover both of them now. I thought this was very effective. I. Did too. I wrote down the first thing was I appreciate them doing something different. One of the things I love most about AEW's production is when they do big pay-per-view shows and they have their their because we always talk about WWE's video packages before a big match are second to none. Like they're they're exquisite. No one can touch them. Not at all. So I like what AEW does where they kind of have their broadcast team, Renee, they have JR, they have Shivani, and they're all sat there doing essentially two camera talking head vox bot pieces about the, the the competitors in the match and things like it's that. It's very UFC in yeah. terms of fight night presenta- presentation. And I like it very much. I think it really works for me. So I appreciated that they did something like this for Seth Rollins, where they they gave us a little package. And then I thought that's what we were getting with Corey Graves talking to camera. Then it turns out that it's an interview. And I remember uh, it's the it's the Deborah's a non factor um, <laughs> interview. Bam, she non factor. Bam, non factor. Um, I have to beat your rock. <laughs> and then the it's my favorite promos ever. They did they did this a lot in the late noughties, early two thousand one, um, where it was like sit down. I mean, they did it with Rikishi, and and it didn't really work because Rikishi wasn't cutting wild promos back in the day, but. Um, they're, they, they are quite effective as, as different ways of getting the story across and allowing them to do that character work. And it, and it feels like a different energy. So I appreciated it. I thought the segments were overproduced and I thought they moved way too quick. And I think that it would be, have been more effective because they, they've teased a second part for next week. I thought it would have been way more effective if they did it all next week as a proper sit down interview thing. Give us the the pack. It, it felt like it was doing two things. It's the package of Seth Rollins and there's the interview. Had they done the package this week and then the interview next week, we're at Night of Champions. I I, I would slightly disagree on that because I I could like see this first part was mm. he won the tournament to win the first ever NXT championship. Yeah. So that's quite some nice. of the names in there by the way. Richie Steamboat, Jinder Mahal, Jinder was, Mahal in the, was in the, the finals. finals, and I thought that was nice because that mirrors the tournament that he's yes. just won in order to become the first world heavyweight champion. So I thought that mm. was quite nice. And then they talked about him being part of the Shield. This is the greatness of WWE's uh, editing department. Just found the ways to cut as much of Moxley out <laughs> yeah. of them as possible, like just cropping shots so that he was barely in them. And and apart from times, guy? and apart from times where they just couldn't, yeah, any chance they could, I thought they did a really masterful job of keeping <laughs> him out. And then it's sort of about the breakup of the Shield and like why he did it. And then the one we got later on was the different iterations of Seth since mm. the the Monday Night Messiah, the architect, the authority, and now this the the visionary, mm. and him talking about how this is his new favorite version of it. And then they segued into what does it mean for you to be the top guy to win that title? And he has a dig at Roman. Mm-hmm. And which leads to Corey to sort of the follow-up question to be like, well, what do you think of Roman then? 
And that's your tease then for next week. Mm. Granted, it is teasing something that I'm not interested in, which is a champ versus champ match. Yeah. I'm interested in Seth going after the Blue Universal title. Mm. I have no interest in brand supremacy yeah. champ v champ. I'm, yeah. th- that does not that does not get my nipples hard. Yeah. <laughs> But I quite liked how this segment did one thing, this segment did next, and then next week the segment does another thing. So I, I thought that was actually quite good. Yeah, I mean, I, I I appreciate what I was going for. I think it was quite good. I just think for me, do it all in one show rather than stretching these interviews over two because it means that we're getting the same thing next week. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I'd like a, I'd like a build. Uh, Gunther came out to introduce the battle royal. I thought this was a bit of flagrant false advertising by uh, by WWE Raw because they were they advertised two things. Yeah, that. Gunther will be on the show and there will be a battle royal. What it turns out was there was a battle royal and Gunther was there for it. And then we had some Kevin Patrick nonsense because Kevin Patrick said, wow, here he is announcing a battle royal for the Intercontinental title shot. Kevin, you announced that to me about <laughs> half an hour ago. What are you talking about? There's a great bit of Corey Graves coming up later, which I can't. There's a lot of Kevin Patrick nonsense this episode. So we only got intros for Ricochet, Bronson Reed, Matt Riddle, and Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews. Yeah. And it was the only thing he really got out of this. But at least match. he got one. It was and it was what was Corey was saying, you know, it's really nice to see him back on the main roster. He had, he's gone away and done some stuff. I think he looks in great shape. I love the look. I just here's the thing, it's like so I actually quite enjoyed this battle royal. I, I did. I think a lot of battle royals can be pretty naff until oh, I love about royal and so I, I'm a bit of a mark for them because yeah. anytime there's one I'm like oh this is great but then as soon as it starts like actually no, these are quite mm. usually a bit rubbish until it comes down to like the final six or so and then they usually do become a bit of fun but I thought that this was paced quite nicely like it had uh, you know three people out immediately because you had Tazawa and then Corbin and Loomis out uh, right away Alpha Academy eliminated maximum male models furthering mm-hmm. that storyline uh, Mansoir got saved by um, uh, Otis uh, but then uh, Scott, Mar- Marseille. So, by Marseille, but then got scared by Dexter Loomis, which so absolutely dropped popped a girl in the front row. She was cackling. For and that. then they ran away. J- that's where JD got his elimination on Umberto. And then JD gets eliminated by Dolph and Von Wagner eliminates um, Dolph as well. And then you get the JD and Dolph stuff. There's a bit of commentary. I believe this is Corey Graves who said, do you know how hard it is to eliminate Dolph from a battle royal? That has to be a rib. Yeah. That has it's, to uh... be a joke. Um, it did so much stock for Von Wagner. Uh, it did so much for Von Wagner stock, rather, that he was eliminated in the ad break with no replay. And then Zion Quinn was uh, dumped quite unceremoniously. Yeah, I didn't know who that was. So that's where I think this battle royal somewhat failed for me because they were using this to be like, here are four new stars on this show mm-hmm. in, in JD Madonna, Apollo Crews, Von Wagner, and Zion Quinn. And really, it's only JD that got anything out of this because Apollo got an entrance, but he was eliminated in the ad break. And didn't get didn't get a big spot in the battle royal. Von Wagner was not even introduced. He was just a body, and then was eliminated. Yeah, I did write who the f- is Von Wagner. Sorry, I just oh that Daniel. Well, I mean, it's you get one an episode, and then like and then Zion Quinn also didn't get an entrance. Was just a body, and out he went. And it kind of like, well, what's the point then? Yeah, I mean, I I take that. I see what you're saying. I thought this was a very effective battle royal that I liked an awful lot. I think. Um, I think I think you you've run through an awful lot of the the good things it did do. I think it set up a lot of the tag team division, especially. I think I think it made 
Um, JD McDonald looked great. I think it, it gave us a reminder that Johnny Gargano exists outside of just being. A, oh, it took me far too long to realize he was in this. I match. Did, me too, because there were so many bodies in there. But I think I think when you when you get eliminated from a battle royal, it doesn't necessarily do. Like I don't think Apollo Cruz's stock is negative as a result of being eliminated from this battle royal. No, but, but you need to get at least something out right. of it, like a spot to shine. Sure, I like, agree with that. Like Von Wagner I, did not get a spot to shine. He got a good elimination in there, and then and a full close up, which reminded me that I didn't know who Von, Von Wagner was. Like genuinely, well, see, like I'm looking at this chat here. And there are people, you know, these are hardcore wrestling fans, but like, who is Zion Quinn? Yeah, who I didn't know Von who Zion Wag Quinn was at like, all. Like, who is Von Wagner? But like, this is, you sh then don't debut them in this way. Then. I, 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 for me, it's a way to, to give them ring time to debut them to get that, their names said without having to commit either way. I know what you're saying, and I do agree with you that getting eliminated in the ad break doesn't, you don't even get a, a big, wow, can't believe you got eliminated moment from the commentary, which is fair. But, I thought it was very effective. I love Bronson Reed with every fiber of my being. I loved everything that was done with that. I love that we get more. Oh, I wrote down Valhalla or Rita Repulsa. <laughs> I couldn't tell which one it was. But um, I liked um, that we got to see the Viking Raider do their thing. We got to see the Maximum Male Models. We got to see Arthur Academy. There was a lot of really positive stuff um, all over this that I really, really liked. And I think it, um, I cannot wait for Night of Champions and watch Walter absolutely batter Ali. That yeah. man is going... I wrote down a bit of comedy. You ready? That man is going to go bump in the night of champions. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. This did get really fun towards the end. Like when it got down to the final eight or so and they all just hit their moves and stuff, it was it was really grand. Like, I, I thought... It, and that's why I thought the bit of a shame for Johnny Gargano because he's been gone for... Yeah. Like, he hasn't wrestled in... I thought he was going to win because he did a, a few... Uh, house show matches he's right? been working with walter on the house show loop. yeah yeah and then so we got down to the final three which was and matt riddle was also a, a featured part of this more on him in a second final three were bronson reed ricochet and mustafa ali and they sort of battled to the apron bronson reed caught ricochet and it looked like he was about to eliminate him mm -hmm. ali did a drop kick off the top rope to bronson reed and ricochet so they both fell to the outside Ali gets the win. They did this big pyro win for him and everything. Well, that's where all the pyro for this episode was. Absolutely, yeah. And then they had a segment later on where Ali and Gunther did some stuff backstage. Ali hasn't got a cat in hell's chance no, of, of winning no. this belt, but I do think it's going to be a very, very fun match for two reasons. A, I think if you can get proper, like, as the, we had the Austria earlier, 205 live mm. level Ali work in there. But Gunther's literally going to chop the life out of him. Can't wait. And I, and I can't wait for yeah. it. However, like, that, that's, that's one thing. The other thing for this, and I think this is sort of a, a larger picture, is with this, Seth being pretty much a foregone conclusion because he, it is the Raw star going for the Raw exclusive title that the SmackDown star is not going to win unless they just swerve as bro and just mess up the brand splits, you know, three weeks in. Mm. So you've got that, you've got this, and you've got the uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going out uh, defending against the bloodline, but we're already setting up that they're not going to be feuding with them. They're going to be feuding with Judgment Day after the show. There's three matches there for Night of Champions, all of which are title matches that just now feel like the show is an obligation. You know, well, I mean, it is. But you know how, like we said with Backlash, it's like, oh, we just need to get through Backlash and then we can do the draft. We're now going towards Night of Champions. We just need to get Night of Champions out of the way mm. and then we can do the draft. I don't really want pay-per-views to feel like a burden. And well, this pay-per-view is starting to feel like it's a burden. Yeah, I mean, this. I will say this is the problem with long title reigns. Um, 
I I don't like a hot potato, but I think when you have a, a someone like Gunther, and we know that there's, and we and we do this as well, we spot that there's going to be a, a a milestone coming up. The same with Bianca, same with Roma. When you spot these giant title reigns, it. it freezes things it makes everything feel frozen i I don't think this is a problem with long title reigns though because you could have done like so for example this match was very much telling you matt riddle is gunther's next feud that that's kind of where my problem is not that ali is going for the belt and and, and, and ali's not gonna win i see because this when matt riddle made his entrance he got in gunther's face yeah yeah that's true and he was only eliminated from this match because gunther ordered imperium to eliminate Matt Riddle from the match. But I don't think Matt Riddle's going to take it off him either. Well, so my, my argument no, is... No, I, well, I, well, neither am I. My point is more that... Well, okay, so Ali is just a stepping stone to get to the actual match we want to do, which is Matt Riddle, but Ali's on the pay-per-view. So the pay-per-view's a burden. If Ali was a TV match that. that builds to the pay-per-view match against Matt Riddle, which is the storyline they want to do, then I, I don't have an issue with that. But mm. it's but that's the one that's on pay-per-view. I see what you're saying. I, I don't feel it. I guess it's less of an issue now because pay-per-views aren't. A thing in WWE, this is I true uh, it, it ultimately they are i mean this might change when they become if 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 and when they become in under this endeavor deal a new situation it doesn't i don't feel that way about this i'm i'm like looking forward to the match and the conc- it's, it's like watching a biopic where i know what's going to end i'm still excited to see how we get there mm. you know i'm still looking forward to seeing the match i'm still looking forward to see what goes on um do i believe ali is going to win it no do I believe that this is the first time i'm seeing roman reigns go into a match and thinking he's probably not going to win that do you know what i mean in a long time and they might surprise us and have Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa win it. Um, it's an interesting thing. Like, it's all yeah. quite interesting. I don't know. There's, there's, there's enough the, the, for me. The second that Roman dedicated the match to the world to Mount, I was like, yeah, you ain't winning. <laughs> I'm just intrigued. But, but we all, like, how many of us thought he was going to lose at WrestleMania? Like, there's always a question mark. And I think that, I see what you're saying. I just okay. agree. <laughs> no, 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 that's completely fair. But if it is a case of that the bloodline do win at the Night of Champions, then that makes this episode redundant because this episode is built around setting up challenges for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. But should they not so, be? Well, no, I, th- I think they should be. But we're also telling a story of them going like, when you are doing feuds, you're building that feud. Mm. You are building up other people for you know future title contenders down the line. But we're we have built a feud now between the bloodline and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. But they've got a match at the pay-per-view against a different team. So that just means that, well, we just got to get through this match. Hang on, hang on. They haven't. They've got a match at the pay-per-view with the Bloodline. Yeah, that's what I mean. Another team. The Bloodline. You said you said Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are the Bloodline. Sorry. I'll try that again. I see what you mean. Sam, I, we're, we're setting up the, of, ju- yeah, yeah. the Judgment Day. We're setting got them you, up. Got These you. are the next contenders to Sami and Kevin Owens. But they've got a match with the Bloodline. So we just need to get through that match. And then we can get to mm. this match over here. But if the Bloodline win, then well, why are we setting up Judgment Day versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the tag titles? Yeah, And, and I, Imperium I, for the tag titles, because they were also doing that on this show. I see what you mean. That That's kind of more my point. It's, a, it's, a, it's not a big deal. It's not a game changer. And as, as I said, because... Well, pay-per-views aren't really a thing in WWE mm. anymore. They're just they're just another TV show. But I I think just two pay-per-views on the bounce where it just feels like the the company is just trying to get through this show before they can kind of get things started. Yeah, I mean the other thing with me with the, with this battle royal though, I think I think where I, I sort of disagree with this and I, I sort of struggling mm. not struggling with it, but the, but I just I just go I don't, the, I don't feel as negatively about it is more that it's like well I've just seen a battle royal where even riddick moss looked pretty impressive at one point he did have his one spot he had a spot and I, and I was like there is such a wealth of talent in this division and i can't believe this word is about to come out of my mouth but i'd love another championship because <laughs> um it's almost like i was sat there watching and i even wrote down i'm gonna try and speak your language here mm-hmm. i'd love like an x division i'd love an extra we've got three hours of raw here and 
one brand new world championship, an intercontinental belt that's not coming off Gunther for a little while, and an extra hour of programming where I'm like, let's watch some banging wrestling. Maybe there doesn't need to be a championship in it, but like, I'd love to see, there's so much potential out there. I'd love to see more matches, but I'd love to see Johnny Gargano against Matt Riddle. I'd love to see um, Riddick Moss carry on what he's doing. I think there's such an interesting uh, roster of people that, yeah, set up another feud for after, you know, because if he loses, it's, it's more, why shouldn't you as a competitor have a pop at the champion? And then if the champion loses, well, I'll have a pop at the next champion. Like Matt Riddle should, in an intercontinental title, I get that it's wrestling and we're setting up a storyline and storylines should well out. But it doesn't make sense for me that if Matt Riddle is going down, I'm Matt Riddle, I'm the tits, I'm going to get in the face of the champion just before this um, for no reason other than that he's the champion. I, and I don't disagree with that whatsoever. And I've, I've seen a, a few people sort of argue, you know, I sort of misconstrue what I'm saying here. Like someone was saying like, well, Luke's telling you you can't build future storylines. That's not what I'm saying at all. Perhaps I'm, I'm not being clear. It's you are... It, 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 for me, you're saying why does that make you? Ca- why should I care? Why should I? Well, yeah. Why should I now care about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Because you told me the answer. Because you've told me that it's going to be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Judgment Day going forward anyway. Mm. So mm. this match here is just a, a, a stepping stone that you just need to get through. Mm. You've already told me that it's Gunther and Riddle, so this is just a stepping stone to get through. You've already told me that it's Seth Rollins, so this is just a stepping stone that we need to get through. It's interesting, and I it's, think- it's all because it's on that one show. And maybe mm. this is just the old school fan in me, so I'm a bit of old man yelling at clouds here. <laughs> it's a pay per view. And it I should feel like, like a the big pay-per-view deal. should feel like a big deal. Yeah. Like, as I said, if this was Ali versus Gunther was next week on Raw, and then we've got three weeks until the pay-per-view, and you use those three weeks to build Gunther and Matt Riddle, because that's the actual pay-per-view match, that's a completely different kettle of fish. But we're just using a pay-per-view as, well, just another episode of TV. Right. Which is, it's, it, there is an old school part of that, because I, I, I should, know what you they mean. They should feel like bigger deals. I, I just feel like it's, you, I think the distinction is you say, you've told me it's this, whereas I feel like they've hinted it could be this. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they've they've said they've suggested it's Matt Riddle to have us like, okay, Matt Riddle's gonna win this battle royal. Then he doesn't, you know, and it's a surprise. So now I'm like, oh, it is Ali. You know, I don't believe any of these people are gonna take it off Gunther for a, another three he's four said, months. He's beaten Hong Kong man, right? Do you know, that's what I mean. So like so 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 I struggle to feel disappointed. Oh, I'm not I'm by by no means. Yeah. Am I disappointed? Because yeah. I think Gunther versus Ali is going to be awesome. It's gonna be a banger. In the same way that I think Gunther versus Riddle yeah. is going to be awesome. Mm. And I don't mind that there's a predictability because even if that was Matt Riddle at the pay-per-view, uh, I don't I don't think Matt Riddle is going to win either. Yeah. But at least you have told me that you, is the you, story you have told You've me. said you suggested and you followed through on the suggestion. Whereas I think there's something spontaneous in the suggestion and then not following through with it. And since I know Gunther's gonna win anyway, it doesn't really matter to me. It's a, it's a, maybe yeah, we are we're, we're Almost arguing the same thing, yeah, yeah. but in but, different words. I, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm like, ah, sod it. I've been burned enough times. <laughs> sod, do what you want. Um, we've gone far too long on that. I mean, he's got to get no, through the rest the of the show. No, because the Battle Royal was the best part of the show, it I w- thought. So we've gone the appropriate amount of time in the Battle Royal. Yeah, I wish Johnny Gargano had more. Becky Lynch had an awesome promo. And here's where Heyman was talking about her own piece. She was walking down to the ring and behind her, I was like, love that. I thought Becky was superb in yes. this promo. Yeah. Were, this was great. Talking about how you know she had some issues with damage control, so she reached out for help. She reached out to a couple of legends. Lita was great. Mm. You know, we came, we won some tag titles together, and it was really good. And then Trish was really great as well. But I should have seen that mm. she's a snake. Yeah, and and I thought this was it's really good. And she only came back to help herself. And Becky does thank her, which is what Trish has been asking for. She does thank her. 
but thanks her for giving the badness in her head a name and a target. Mm. I thought it was really, was really, really good. Yeah. I also like the fact that she said, I'm not going to thank her for the bollocks reasons that you've been giving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a really great line. Maybe I wrote, like, Becky cuts a great promo when she wants to. Also, I'm still laughing at Trish cutting a promo on Becky's daughter for not knowing her colours. That yeah. stuff is funny. It was really so I'm, Yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, Rhea was watching backstage, which sort of sets up Rhea and uh, Becky. Becky there. That is I, that that's difference between the yeah. argument I was making. Earlier. It's a good. That's a good example of when it's done right. That's a, that is a very good tease of a future storyline that we're going to do down the line. But it's not the focus now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like we are doing all of the build to Rhea versus Becky now. But we've got to do Rhea versus Natty first. Yeah, I mean we do have to do Rhea versus Natty. But first. we do have to do Rhea versus Natty first because Natty walks up and well, they said some things. So this segment, I uh, just. It illustrates something that's been reported, which is that they're being given more leeway to improvise their promos a bit more. And I think this was an improvised promo. Um, I also think it shows that, great, you've given them leeway to improvise. Let them rehearse. Because it, it, it felt like what was meant to happen was Natty come up and say, like, look, you got, it, it, you're great. you just got to have some respect. And like, I've been around a long time. I've seen stuff like this before. Cutting a promo is a tricky thing to do. But start a jungle boy. Just practice. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like... I like the idea of this story. I like the, I like this as a challenger. I was quite positive about this last week. Um, you were the only one. I was, but this segment was a bit like, oh, oh. Uh, then we had the Ali walking backstage where he had a chat with Gunther and stuff. Um, and then we got Xavier Woods versus Dominic Mysterio. This was a rematch from last week, and it was the exact same match that the we got last week. The exact same match. With the exact same finish. Yep. Uh, the this was only more annoying because it was Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves arguing over absolutely nothing. Also, trust Kevin Patrick to bring up Mother's Day. You absolute like nice guy boyfriend. Like yeah, well, because it was, it was Mother's Day over the weekend in yeah. North America, and in Ireland you would call like your mammy. mammy, and because Rhea is Dominic's mammy, yeah, he was saying. It's a Mother's Day gift for Rhea Ripley because she's his mammy. But Corey Graves, being thick as he is, did not understand oh what God, Kevin they Patrick was saying. So, long. so they just argued the piss oh. over this for so long. Corey Graves got so irate in this <laughs> argument. You could see him because I was watching them, not the match. He was shoot irate in this yeah. segment. My brain was melting out of my ears <laughs> for this whole bit. I was like, oh my, just talk about anything else. <laughs> and then this match went on for a long time and the crowd lost interest the longer it yeah. went. And then I mean, I think Dom's getting better. Rhea Ripley interfered and Dominic won. Then we got the video package for JD and the Kathy interview where Finn was watching. And then, crikey, you want to talk about zero reaction. This is kind of where my argument I was making about the Battle Royal slightly falls apart. Uh, because what I was saying was like, well, it's not really great to just put them in a Battle Royal mm -hmm. where they get to do nothing because now people don't really know who they are. The alternative is you do this, which is the Indusher went out and had a very boring squash match against a couple of lads, got zero reaction, and the commentary were doing their damnedest to make this mm -hmm. feel like it was a big deal. And Jinder got like four promos mm -hmm. afterwards and not one of them got over. Mm. And this was like as welcome as a fart in a spacesuit. Well, and it just went on and on and on. And I think the longer it went on, the less over Indusher got and they weren't over to begin with. Which I think is a bit of a shame because I don't, I mean, I like tag team wrestling and the idea of a, a big bashy 
team is, is good. I think the problem is they don't really have any character. There is no character for these people. Well, of course they are. They're vicious. Much in the same way as that the Viking Raiders. I was about to say, aside from just being big hench people who are quite vicious, but these ones speak Hindi. Like, that's kind of it. Um, yeah. It, it's not 1987 anymore. You can't just have two big dudes mm. doing bruiser moves. Mm. Uh, and are vaguely foreign heels. That is the vaguely foreignness of it all. Like you can, like it does. In 1987, would have got mega heat. Mm. It's 2023, and like it, the thing that baffles me about WWE is that there's 20 years of track record of this thing not getting over, and yet this company's still like, oh, that'll do it over. again. Pal. Do it again, pal. That'll get over. Like Amos is the same thing. Yeah. It's just like, well, I'll just go out there and have them do squash matches because mm. that'll get him over, pal. I like their look. I like big yeah, bashy yeah, wrestlers. I think you know they're a great addition to the tag team division. I think just give them a little bit more to work with. Uh, the, the the state of the creator wrestlers they were fighting was so. <laughs> Corey so Graves funny. even said one I, of them looks like he's stuck in creator wrestler. I wrote it down because I was playing with creator wrestler last night. I wrote down haha creator wrestler, and then Corey said it, and I was like, you and me, Big C. <laughs> Uh, we had Imperium challenge Owens and Zayn to a six-man next week, and they said they will find a mystery partner, likely be Matt Riddle. Um, <laughs> Cody came out for a promo. Now, outside of him telling the fable of the Scorpion and the Frog, uh, this was the same promo he cut about Brock Lesnar three weeks before their feuds uh, concluded at Backlash, only it's still going on now. This did not further the story at all i well that's because the story is the same as the story for backlash so it can't be furthered i saw someone describe this as this is cody spinning his wheels because but, we are like well cody's going to be facing roman at wrestlemania next year yeah um well we just need to just just have him do things here's my thing i i see that i liked this segment i see that i see this point i see the argument um and yes it is a retread of the backlash stuff however I think Cody Rhodes is so uniquely brilliant. He is great. I think Cody Rhodes is someone who understands crowds, understands being... Something that Shawn Michaels said in the WWE Monday Night Raw, Monday Night War um, VHS in 2002, was that he got in trouble for a promo that he cut and was fined a load of money and then went to Vince and said, look, everyone in the back loved it and we're all, we all used to be wrestling fans. That's the energy that Cody brings. Cody is a fan first and foremost. Cody knows how this business works. Cody is better. He's too good to underestimate or write off basically ever because he understands sports entertainment so phenomenally well, which is why it's so hilarious that he left the company, changed the industry and made a wrestling company because he's never been, he, he was always the sports entertainment guy. Well, I disagree with that. His, I like, think he's his, so good at it. But his roots are NWA. No, but, but, I mean, but that's what I mean. I think I think he he is the, the wrestling kid who gets sports entertainment better oh, than anybody. Oh, I see anybody. what you're saying. Yeah, he, yeah. He, like, it's, it's just the idea that this person who understands sports entertainment better than the man who coined the phrase sports entertainment went off and made a wrestling company to prove the point has come back and despite all the nonsense that you've thrown at us, keeps being the guy like he just keeps being the guy because that line where he said you look in the mirror and see some bruises and stitches i look in the mirror and see the guy who put them there i i nearly stood up i was having such a good time with the promo he's so good at it and it was the, the line he said about how 
was a perfectly legitimate wrestling move and a wrestling match and a wrestling ring, which is the same as when, do you remember when, and the reason I, I was watching this just before we came on air, Drew McIntyre won with a backslide against Randy Orton, and some people online kind of lost their tits a little bit. Oh, I loved that. Finish. It's a perfectly legitimate move, yeah. as well you should. It's like a tap-in. It's a tap-in, it's still a goal. Um, it, it it was such a good promo and and you know with that little sprinkle of cody nonsense with the frog and the scorpion storyline it all just works for me i like how you called it a storyline rather than a, a fable <laughs> you know you know the kayfabe of the of the of the scorpion and the frog probably um, as they were building to the other frog storyline <laughs> yeah, at the, the same time on the other side you know there was the there was the fox with the grain and it was a whole thing um taught us in the hair over there yeah. to do some stuff <laughs> the, the wider extended universe you know there was a brand split the, the, ha the hair and the <laughs> The hair and the scorpion could never meet. Um, but no, I, I, I just... So I get the point that this is maybe spinning the wheels. But if this is Cody Rhodes spinning his wheels, spin him as long as you want. Yeah, I, and I, I do agree with you because this was a great promo. Of course it's a great promo. This mm. is what Cody does. Yes. Cody cuts great promos. Yes. And like the, because they were in North Carolina as well, or I think it was in North... Starcade. Yeah, it exactly. Was, yeah. Like, it's Starcade country. This is Cody's like home turf that's not Jacksonville. Yeah. Like, this, is, this is his place. Mm. And so he got to... like The crowd were enraptured by what he had to say and he had them in the palm of his hands and he did get this great promo. As a, like really, like, my only negative on this is it, it's not it doesn't advance anything because this is a storyline that didn't need to advance past that Cody had beaten him at. Right yeah, now. we don't need to be having the rematch at Night of Champions, which does add to your thing about this being just a show to get through. It's like we have to have this big show. We might as well bring Brock Lesnar out there. We've got the contract. Well, they have blah, to blah, because blah. it's the Saudi show, so you have Literally. to have a Brock match there. So, so you, we... we just have to do Cody Brock again. Oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry. I enjoyed the last one. Uh, you were that guy that enjoyed it. <laughs> Um, I, I wrote here, this probably would have meant more if Brock had won at Backlash. <laughs> uh, Zoe Stark was bragging to Nikki Cross that she beat her last week. Yeah. <laughs> Quite enjoyed this. <laughs> it was really shouzery. A little bit. Daniel. Oh, another one. Sorry, sorry. We got to swear during the PFK streams last week, so I'm still stuck in that mode. My apologies. It got such a heel mode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Candice, you know, who's been being stalked by Nikki Cross. Yeah. Walked up to protect Nikki, and a match is made for Stark and Candice next week. Which I will enjoy watching. Raquel Rodriguez very quickly beat Chelsea Green. Uh, why, uh, why do they use the sidebar entrance graphic? Only for those people who have they have nothing to say about. <laughs> Chelsea Green said she came back at the Royal Rumble, and she's aligned with Sonya Deville. I know that, because she's walking to the ring with Sonya Deville. What, what's the point? That, that's not a Matt fact. Make it go away. Sorry, I've, I've got a bigger point to make here, which is Raquel Rodriguez were like, oh no, my back thing isn't getting over anymore. What do I need? Sunglasses. That's, <laughs> that's what will give me character now. It, I agree. Sunglasses work. It was proper Simpsons, but she's got a new sunglasses. <laughs> I wrote down for this match, decent. Literally, that's the only thing I wrote down. I love Chelsea Green. Oh yeah. But Raquel won. And I thought, bloody hell, this is a terrible way to build your contenders for the tag titles. Mm. That's where... I was wrong. They served you, bro. They were never the challengers for the tag titles that we were supposed to be, like, you know, we're building towards. No, they were going to get their match this week. They were going to get their match this week, lose, and set up the actual challenges we're likely for the Night of Champions, which is Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, who yes. attacked Raquel on the ramp. Ronda Rousey fell on her ass when she did her, <laughs> when did her move, cut a promo saying that, look, Liv's not here, but we want a tag title shot, whether it's against the pair of you, whether it's against just one of you, we want a title shot. So if Liv's not cleared, I guess they just do the handicap match at Night of Champions. Well, because their point is saying you should be defending them, and if you're not going to defend them, you should just give them to us, and you should defend them on your own kind of thing, which I kind of like. I, I like, yeah. Ronda and Shayna don't necessarily need to talk. I just want them to win the titles and batter people. Yeah. I like it when people batter people. Yeah. Um, Gunther shook hands with Paul Heyman backstage. Paul Heyman making all sorts of deals with tag teams to... Mm. 
take out the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got more from the Seth and Cody thing. They announced next week Brock and Cody will be under the same roof. For the first Lit- time since last week. Literally two weeks ago we had this segment. I yeah. wonder if a brawl will break out. <laughs> And then we got one of my favorite bits of uh, Corey Graves from the night. We had a video package for Apollo Crews. And Corey Graves said, I can't wait to see Apollo Crews back on Raw. He, did say he that. was earlier in the show, you goof. He did say that, didn't he? Moron. It's like, like you want to have you want to have something to say at the meeting <laughs> without realizing that you've already said it. Uh, then we had the main event of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Judgment Day. A lot of uh, goo goo and gaga in this match. Oh, there were shenanigans at the Wazoo, but I had a great time with this yes. match. Oh, I loved it, it so fun. much. Am I a fan of the champs being pinned twice in two weeks? No. No, I am not. No, I am not. But I, they didn't. They pinned Imperium. But they also got pinned at uh, Backlash. Oh, yeah, that's that, that so, counts. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't. Well, I mean, in fairness, Matt Riddle was pinned in that, but they've lost twice in two weeks. Yeah, it's not what I would do with my tag team champions, who are essentially bit part players of the bloodline, I guess. But this match was awesome. Yeah, it was great I had fun. A great time with this. Great match. fun. Um, I will say they lost essentially what was a two on twelve match. <laughs> um, but also, I, um, I, I, I'm interested that I'm more mad if Imperium lose next week. I think that you could have got... I, I think Imperium is such a great unit, and I think building them as this force is so much more important than, than um, you know, using them to get Sammy and KO a couple of wins. So I feel like last week, or, or rather this week, if KO and Sammy win against all odds, and then next week they can take out Matt Riddle, I assume it's going to be Matt Riddle. Then Imperium based, get a win. Based on the battle royal, I would presume it's Matt Riddle. Do you know what I'm, I mean? I just feel like there's a way to get Ka- Kevin and Sammy not losing, and and the idea that the idea that oh, or rather Imperium not losing. I just think that, I think it's I think it was a fun match. I just think it's messy in its execution. I think I think you're going to be pitting Imperium. I don't like it, like, like Kaiser or or Vinci because I don't want you, to. You can't pin Gunther if no. you if you're building Gunther and Matt Riddle. You can't pin Matt Riddle. And you don't want to be pinning your tag champs before they're going to defend their belts against Roman and Solo. So yeah. I think this is there, my there, are, there are two people there to pin, and it's Vinci and it's Kaiser. This is my problem though, because I don't like the idea of um, Gunther's henchmen taking losses. It makes me just believe Gunther's henchmen are easy to take away. It doesn't do a lot for them, and in stock wise for challenging for the tag titles either. And not, it doesn't not, do a lot. Not, of stock not that for, wins yeah. and losses mean anything in WWE anyway. They mean they mean something. It's real to me, damn it. And so I feel like the idea of. Um, Miz was in the tournament to win the new World Heavyweight Championship and won a match all year. Double Grand Slam champion. Thank you. I got choked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I'm, I'm struggling to figure out quite the point that I'm trying to make. I just feel like I think Riddle taking a loss and eventually challenging Gunther is less damaging than Gunther's henchmen constantly being, you know, losing. I guess that's what they're there for. Mm. Um, but I thought this was, match was really great. You're right. This was like two on 12 by the end of it. Well, I mean, you know, Woods did come out because you had Dominic and Rhea come out. You had Imperium come out. You had Paul Heyman on yeah. the ramp. You then had Xavier Woods brawling with Dom. This is again what I mean about like all the red herrings. Why I thought JD was going to join the group mm. on this show. I was like, they're doing so much like Gaga yeah. and like, you know, uh, smoke and mirrors and stuff that this is where you debut him. But it didn't. In the end, it was just more Imperium interference, mm. and uh, Finn Balor hit the coup de grace on Sami Zayn for the win. And mm. Judgment Day pinned the tag team champions, setting themselves up for the as the next contenders for to Sami and Kevin. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was an extra match. It's not, finish. not the finish that I, I I would have done, but I liked it nonetheless. 
Also, can someone please get hold of Paul Heyman at the first given opportunity and explain to him that the microphone in your phone is here and not here? Because he's always talking on the phone on speakerphone, but he's talking like this. And mm. I'm like, bro, Roman can't hear you. No wonder the tribal chief. I can't hear my tribal chief. You're talking into the sound piece. Like, do this <laughs> at the very least. We all do this. But he's trying to hide his trying to hide his mouth. So, so like, but but why are you hiding it like that? Because he can't hear you. The microphone's <laughs> down here. Maybe he's got a special phone where it's it's the other way around. Look, I let think, me nitpick. Look, honestly, I think anyone who has a conversation on their phone on loudspeaker is a twat. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I completely if, agree if with that. If you are on public transport and you are having a conversation with your phone on mm. loudspeaker, I do not want to know you. Yeah, because I do not need to hear. It's bad enough I have to hear one half of the conversation. I do not need to hear both sides of the conversation. Also, if you watch TikTok on your phone, don't without earphones. Yeah, yeah, with earphones is fine. With earphones is fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, I mean, I, I gave this show three out of five. Uh, yeah, in, three in out of five. And three yeah. out of five is a good rating. It's a good episode of like, Raw. I thought this was yeah. a good episode of Raw. Like, and yeah. I, one of the things I quite like about Raw at the moment, and again, I think it probably highlights or sort of exacerbates why I've got my issues with Night of Champions, is that they are doing a lot of good building blocks here for building some future storylines for Raw. We just need to get past Night of Champions mm. before those building blocks can actually like take place. Like That is just a, it's a roadblock that is in the way of the storylines that actually seemingly wants to tell on the show. Mm. I see that point, yeah. Um, but every Saturday show is going to be that, isn't it? You've got to get it there at some point. It doesn't have to be that. Yeah. Like, like, they make the show. Like, it's a scripted yeah. show. Like, yeah. They could script it so that the Saudi show is a big payoff to yeah. some of these storylines. Give me a good match and I'll be happy. Literally. I'm so easily pleased. Well, I mean, I'm going to be happy because we're going to be watching that show with... Together. Together, we yeah. are going to watch And I like watching wrestling with you. I like watching wrestling with you. Because you're a great person to watch wrestling with. And I Thanks. like watching wrestling with everyone here at the WrestleTalk office. You must know, anyways. <laughs> but also, like, I like watching wrestling with you guys. Yes. You guys are watching this right now. So why don't you come and join us down at the Long Arm Pub and Brewery in Shoreditch. Tickets are available right now. Click that link in the video description down below. Uh, because they're going fast. We don't have that many left. So you want to get involved. Because in we're it. really cool and popular. We certainly are. There's going to be, like, well over 100 people mm. at this event. It's going to be awesome. I'm gonna, it's going to be... I can't wait. It's going to be so great. That's in, like, two weeks' time. And I'm super-duper excited about it. Thank you all so much. There is a poll up as well. Let us know what you thought on this episode of Raw. While we give a special shout out to our pledge hammers over at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. It's Wednesday tomorrow. You know what that means. It's wrestle talk after dark. After dark. Me, you, Pete, and perhaps Tempest as well, if I can get him to come and join us. We're going to have some drinks. We're going to be recording it like in moments. In a moment. In mere moments, yeah. we're going to be recording that. Have a few drinks, answering your silly questions uh, over at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. Last week, behind the scenes went up uh, there's also other bonus stuff on there like the uncut versions of survival series you can see everyone's like run of form doing it mm. we filmed survival series the other day it was a great time i've, I've heard about it and then yeah. i tried it i'm not in this, this particular episode but i did try it privately in the office and i'm glad i'm not in the episode oh i'm so glad i was not in the world heavyweight championship one because i yeah. tried it with tempest and i got two no way yep uh, and i stumbled at the very first thing because i went seen it and he went no i was like awesome then yeah went, yeah and i was like well then it's seen and he went yeah and i was like ah oh, man then, I, then I, pass. I, I, honestly i have no yeah. idea because that is a belt that i do not, do care. not care yeah um 
but it was nice to prick Alberto Del Rio, I believe. Yes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so go and check that out. Also, early access to Monday Night War and Booking Podcasts. And if you're one of our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers, you get your name read out on the air like these fine folk. Pick them up, Loot Sponge. Lord Chris Santo. To Lot to Handle, Lottie McClough. Manipulating Manu Maria. How do you like them apples, Marcel Jura? Have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. He's got two first names, Matt Howard. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Max Kurt Wallander Wallen. Michael Jensen Radio. Michael Mark for Life Plowman. And NJ Hornsberg. Those are your Patreon shoutouts, the Hall of Fame class for Tuesday the 16th of May 2023. He starts to extend out his words so that he can find where the document has got to, so I can find <laughs> what you are saying. Uh, Mr. Toff 2. Ding, ding, ding. Seamless. Ding, ding, ding. It's your last call for Ultra Chats here. Uh, Mr. Toff 2 has been in Menberg for four months in a row, so I finally worked out why KP rubs me the wrong way. Every time he finishes a sentence, it sounds like he's cutting to a commercial. Yeah, he I'll does. See you on the 27th. We will see you there. We'll see you there. That's how he finishes. <laughs> Mr. Toff 2, please do come up to me and say, hello, I'm Mr. Toff 2. Because then I'll know who you are. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Yorkmaster53 says, okay, you guys have convinced me. JT might work. So Yorkmaster earlier was unconvinced, but you you've turned me. the tide. It's a pair of us. Mayor of Painsville Dan, hello, you wonderful people. Hope you're all well. And if not, just remember, could be worse. You could be Baron Corbin. Uh, he, he got an elimination in the Battle Royal, so good for you, Corbs. Yeah. This Raw... He, said, he eliminated it and he went, I'm back! And then got instantly eliminated. Yeah, which I love. This Raw can be described in one sentence. I get what you mean. I hope they can create more distinct storytelling elsewhere. That's quite funny. Yeah, I get what you mean. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah I see that. Uh, Will Campbell says, when Cody said, now you're just in my way at the end of the promo, I'm full down late and I'm full on shouted, yes, bitch! Yes, bitch! <laughs> yes, it was very that. On top of that, I'm happy that even after losing to Roman, that Cody's still one of the hottest things in the entire business. That's what I mean. I mean, so you just can't count them out because it, I don't, I, I'm not advocating for them to bury Cody at all opportunities because he can take it. But he's just so good that he'll spin it into gold somehow. He turns Stardust into AEW. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, there's a chatter caught my eye there. It just said, uh, I think at the end of the day, Kevin Patrick is better than Corey Graves. Take a shower. Uh, Jake WTW says, I'm not defending Kevin Patrick. <laughs> this is the Kevin Patrick show. He's going to be thrilled. Because he's not very good at his job. But Corey's line of, you don't tug on Superman's cape when JD attacked Dolph had me howling. I mean, I like Dolph, but that's a bit of hyperbole there, Corey. That's one of Corey's favorite things to say. Yeah. You don't tug on Superman's cape. Mm. Like, he says it for everyone. Yeah, he, he says it at catering. It's a really <laughs> weird thing. Um, I think Kevin Patrick's a nice guy. I just we've ragged on him every single week. I think he's a nice guy. I think he's in the wrong job, not the wrong company. I think he does a very good job as an interviewer. I think he shouldn't be the play-by-play -play guy. Uh, we have an unknown username here. It's a Streamlab issue. Please do let our moderators know. At some point, doesn't something have to happen at one of these secondary pay-per-views? Everything can't just happen at SummerSlam or WrestleMania. Yeah. That's a great. Maybe that's where my thing is. It's just yeah. it feels like those. We, I, I think something big will happen at Money in the Bank because it's mm. a BO2. But actually, I would have thought that. But that's more than Money in the Bank. Yes. The Money in the Bank itself is the big it's thing. It's the big thing. I think this is this is what I'm talking about when I mentioned long title reigns. I think the problem with a long title reign is it just creates 
and inevitability. And it makes it feel like I don't need to watch the show because I know who's going to win. Now, every time Seamus and Gunther were in a match together, I was like, I have to watch this because you never know. But every other time I'm like, Gunther's going to win. I can't wait to see how we get there, but he's going to win. So I think, and now that we all know, we keep talking about the thousand days and this, 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 this. Had Cody... Had Cody won at WrestleMania, we wouldn't be having this conversation. But because we are in the position now where any title reign is 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 once again volatile. It's this thing of of creating an environment where not hot potatoing, but it is a it, these two are real challenges. But Steph Riley's not going to win that match. I am so curious with the World Heavyweight Championship because there's two options they could go with. Mm. Either Seth has the belt for ages and goes on a long run, or they hot potato that belt so they to can build up so they can introduce people as former, former world, world heavyweight champion, champion damian priest former world heavyweight champion shinsuke nakamura former world heavyweight champion finn but do you know what i mean yes like, i do completely and that does that's, and that's a, concern a, for a me. very wwe thing because it's the they, opposite of what it wants to achieve exactly so they're gonna it's one of two ways that it could go i think they're gonna go more the former because mm. they, they seem to be loving the long title reigns at the moment because was, what they're doing is they're creating recent history that's it yeah they're they're being they, able to say that's what they say about gunther he's the longest yeah. reigning ic champion of the 21st century you know Roman bianca Reigns. Belair, same thing exactly bianca Belair is the longest reigning modern day women's world mm -hmm. champion and so they are really like trying to build up these new things i think Belair's holding on to that belt mania next year which is such a shame because my problem I just, it's just i i get that i get why you want to do that but also we don't the reason those uh uh reigns were so long back in the day was because wrestling was completely different it is they a, would go it, to it, various it wasn't territories. a weekly tv it wasn't show. a weekly tv show it wasn't the same people it wasn't available internationally it was a territorial thing they take the belt they do the program they go somewhere else they take the they do the but they go somewhere else blah 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 blah, blah. you have all of these different challenges and then in the meantime there'd be other things for those people to fight for and it's it's just it doesn't work that way so great we've had we'll break the honky tonk man's record so then the, the longest reigning intercontinental champion is someone of quality fantastic roman reigns gets to a thousand days maybe takes out pedro morales great okay but at some point we're gonna have to have a new champion because otherwise things feel stale and i think the problem is by the the, the, the counter problem to that rather is that by hot potatoing you do create a lot of former world champions, but it doesn't mean anything. So a long reign makes things mean something more when you do get the victory, but it also creates stale. It's that balance, and it is quite delicate. We always say, oh, booking wrestling is really easy. It can be. It can also be quite hard to do. I think... It's not as easy as people might think. No. Seth winning the championship at Night of Champions, great. Two months' time at SummerSlam. If you lose it there, you lose it there, and then we can see where we're going. You know, I think for me... A, 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 not hot potato, but a, sli a slightly shorter reign than a thousand days. A mid potato. Uh, yeah, uh, so a potato that you've left out of the oven for a little while and forgotten about. Uh, Ryan here says, I think I've worked it out. Cody and Brock entered a no contest at Night of Champions. Cody then qualifies Money in the Bank and Brock, uh, Brock costs Cody <sighs> at Money in the Bank. Cody then says, until Brock is gone, he can't win a world title. Brock versus Cody at SummerSlam for the final time. I do think we are getting a third match between them. We have an unknown username here. Please do let our moderators know it is a Streamlabs issue. Says, hello, boys. I loved the 2K streams. Holly versus Laurie was fantastic, and I think she should win the belts off of Roman. <laughs> also, I want WWE to rename the women's belts. Rhea can be the Raw Women's Champion, and Bianca can be the Cooked Women's Champion. I'll see myself out. 
I don't get it. Neither do I. But um, I do like the naming of women's belts. Thank you. Um, I'm going to skip 10 verses for a second. I'm going to go to Kevin's here. That said, I had a blast last Friday during the 2K23 stream, and not because I won the raffle. Four years of super chatting <laughs> finally paid off. Thanks for everything you guys do. And Dan, you'll get them next time. The truth will always find a way to hit people in the face. You can't escape from the truth. Reality catches up with you at some point. We'll give them a nudge. Um... <laughs> and lastly here from Ten Rizzo, who said lads F this Raw it's all about Eurovision this week from Alicia Dixon looking ace Hannah Wad- uh, Waddingham look- being iconic Lorene being the most beautiful woman in the world and Graham Norton actually getting caught up in it all Liverpool bravo love you did you watch Eurovision I certainly did I was at a Eurovision party who did you oh you were fabulous so I w- I've been waiting for to have a chat with you about this that was great uh, because this is the moment <laughs> yeah well yeah because like, we've been prompted yeah because i mean when else are you going to do this but on a raw podcast exactly, and i've yeah. said this till the end because if people don't want to hear us talk about eurovision they can now leave. they want to hear it let's be honest they so want to hear we weren't assigned countries like a lot of uh, eurovision parties were ah doing. right we were given scorecards oh so we scored them out of song yeah vocals yeah performance right outfit Eurovision factor. Interesting. You scored each of those out of 10, totaled it up, and that would then give you your grand mm. uh, winner. Uh, do you want to have a guess at what my winner was? Was it Finland? It was Finland. They scored 44 points. Fine. Easily, without a shadow of a doubt, the best thing on Eurovision. So here's my thing, right? I am a massive stan of Loreen anyway. When she's she, Sweden. She's Sweden. Uh, she came joint four. That's a re- for me. So here's the thing. Tied with Germany. Germany were quite fun. I like yeah. Germany as well. Uh, both scoring. Let me just double check this. 38 points. Okay. Oh, that's not too far away. For, who was... Who was uh, so it was Finland. Third? Norway was second. And then Poland. Norway were really good. Yeah, and then Poland were third. What was Poland? I can't remember, but I scored them. <laughs> where, did I, where did Poland score? It was Poland. Yeah, they scored 39 points out of me, and it was all on outfit and Eurovision well, Factor. There you go. They got nine for Eurovision Factor. I love Lorene. I've loved Lorene since she won in 2012. I love the the album was great. I think the um the other music that she's released in the intermediate time, I've I've absolutely she had a song last year called Neon Lights that was next level good. Um and then this one I think is brilliant. And the more I listen to it, the more I'm like God, this is a great pop song. It's so good. And it does such a really... I, I feel very passionately about Eurovision as an actual music contest because it, you have to make a song that is appealing to every multilingual uh, continent of Europe. You have to find something that's going to connect with as many people as possible that they can sing along to. A hook, a melody, simple lyrics, but that still feel something. And the way Loreen sings, she uses every part of her, her vocals to create this emotion. It's absolutely breathtaking. I think the song is incredible. Finland were brilliant. Finland was so good. Such genius... Thing. Wrong. Such genius marketing. All in the sleeves. Which is great marketing. And let's not pretend that's a, that's a marketing gimmick. It's, it's a great way of getting yourself... They memed themselves into the public's hearts. But the reality of the matter is, Tattoo is a phenomenal song. It's incredible that it's like a parallel song to the song she won with 10 years ago. And the fact that this person has won it twice is kind of remarkable. I think it's an incredible song. I loved every second of it. And the people who are salty because Finland lost, listen to Tattoo again in about two months and be like, oh yeah, this is actually a banger. I did, it always I did, is with Sweden. I did score them seven out of ten for the song. The song is brilliant. And uh, nine for the vocals. Yeah, the vocals. And she was seven, just like, seven performance, seven for the outfit, and eight for Eurovision Factor. My friend described it as June the musical. It was very that. It was the sort of body suit made of torp with the nails and the, oh, I love it so much. Uh, Finland was 
nine for song, seven, seven for vocal. Oh, the song's great. It's, it's seven it's, for vocals. It's not better than tattoo. Ten for performance, eight for outfit, and ten for Eurovision factor. Uh, my big loser, uh, only scoring seventeen points, was Slovenia. Oh yeah, that was mad. Uh, that UK scored twenty three. I thought the UK song was <gasps> boring. It was quite <laughs> so. My friend, who's a huge Eurovision guy, he's married to a Norwegian, so yeah. like I, by de facto he has to be into Eurovision. Yeah. Um, he had not heard the UK's entry yet, mm. and but heard the tease bit at the start, and he was like, "Oh." When that song hits its big chorus, that's that could be a real potential. And I was like, "Oh no, it's it's that. It won't. It won't. It, it it's, it's that from start to end. Yeah, that's it. And I think I I don't listen to these songs before the show, so I get the I get to exp- except for Lorraine's because I was a fan of Lorraine, so whatever, leave me out of it. But I I I got to experience them all for the first time, so I'm like, "Oh great, everyone's really excited. I've read a lot about this main Muller person. The song's gonna be oh well. At least we hosted a good show. That's we, how yeah. I felt. Yeah, so. I thought we hosted an okay show. i thought we held i was at a brilliant show i cried i i did not cry you didn't cry when they were singing you never walk alone i don't when did they do that were you mi- watching bearing in mind i i left after the song like the song oh so you didn't stay for the good bit no i don't know i don't need to see the results so they did a they did a, a medley of liverpool they called it the liverpool songbook so previous contestants famous contestants from eurovision past came back and sang songs from um famous yeah. Liverpoolians. Oh, so like, nice. They sang Imagine, they sang um, You Spin Me Round Like a Record, which is... Anything of... from Scylla? Uh, nothing from Scylla. The what? Erasure okay, was well, quite no, strong. Okay, well, get out then. Yeah, Absolutely but they did out. do Mel C's I Turn to You, which, <laughs> love that. But... So they did Mel C, but they didn't do Scylla Black. Sonia was there. They didn't do Scylla didn't Black. Do Scylla Black. What? That is outrageous. Anyone who had a heart? Um, but they did Can finish it. My mum and, da- and dad's first wedding dance Aww. was to Scylla Black. That's lovely. Because they're scousers. No, well, there you go. But they did do everyone coming out to sing You'll Never Walk Alone. And they intercut with people in Ukraine. And so the idea of it being we're, as Europe, supporting Ukraine, You'll Never Walk Alone, all these kids in a choir in Ukraine singing it, I cried. And if you didn't cry, you're a liar. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I, even if I had stayed around, I wouldn't have heard it because I was, everyone was quite drunk by that point. <laughs> I, 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 That's I, why they were crying. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was driving, so right. I wasn't drinking. Uh, but everyone else was doing drinking games throughout it. So they would have just been very loudly talking at each other. So I wouldn't have yeah. heard it anyway. There you go. Well, um, anyway, so that, that's, that's Eurovision Marine supremacy. Um, also, just a quick update. Uh, that Raw Women's Champion and Bianca will be the Cooked Women's Champion is a joke about being Raw versus Cooked. Oh, needs to be workshopped, but I like what you were going for. Um, and I've now given enough time for the poll. There's probably more time than the poll has actually had for votes in the past. And I can confirm that this got 52% thumbs up yeah. with 44% saying mid and only 3% saying down. So I think that's pretty fair. I think that's very fair I as think well. It was a good show. It was a good show. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Please do get your tickets to come and watch Night of Champions with us. Argue with us about your thoughts on Eurovision. <laughs> if you want to disagree with Dan <laughs> that Finland should have won, which they should have nope. done, um, please do come down and do it to Dan's face because that's the way to do it. We're going to talk about this later. <laughs> well, it's after dark in a minute. There you so go. Yeah, we'll, oh, talk, we'll talk a little bit about this on after oh, dark. Oh, I'm saving it. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. I have been Luco and DAD. That has been the Professor Dan Layton. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Jam that jam.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S. based restoration specialist on your team, You won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.